0: What's up? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. My name is Harrison, worship arts director at Huntersville.
1: Mike Moses, and in 2024, I am still lead pastor of Lake Forest Church, Huntersville. Good to see you, Harrison. That's Happy good to new know. Year.
0: Happy New Year, Mike. Uh, to, to kick off the new year, I'll let you know live on the podcast, this is our 150th is episode it? of the Ask LFC wow. podcast. So. Since right before everything shut down and right on through over the last, I don't know, four years or so. Now four years. We're 2024. We're counting it. We're keeping this thing kicking. It's been good to be with you guys for a whole bunch of these episodes talking about, uh, <clears throat> talking about some life stuff, some theology stuff, all kinds of things. And today we want to share with you a little bit of our uh, creative processes around our, our Christmas Eve service that we all liked a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was
1: a great Christmas Eve service. Uh, I appreciated the anecdotes received uh, from random people, first-time people. I had two different prototypical Catholic grandmothers where their adult children and their grandchildren are... All in people here at Lake Forest, and the one Catholic grandmother was from in town, and she—they identified themselves. Okay, I didn't make this up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was from in town, and is a very faithful uh, Catholic uh, worshiper here. Um, another from somewhere out of state, and both, <laughs> they were so similar. It struck me, hugged me. <laughs> I love. I, I realized one of my—I'm worn out after all the Christmas Eve services preaching. But I I realize I'm a little extra worn out as well because I'm I make an extra uh, effort to greet people afterward, mm-hmm. and it's tw- now 25 years worth of relationships and some people who've we didn't burn the bridge or they didn't they've they've cycled out spiritually or relationally for some reason cycled back in and all that anyway two different Catholic grandmothers <laughs> hugged me very similarly thank you and they wanted to declare I am Roman Catholic. We all worship the same Lord, and I just love your church hmm. and what how you all proclaim Jesus it was sweet as all get out That's so awesome. uh, Christmas Eve was uh, uh, joyful for me all the way through from beginning to end we 'd love to share with you a little bit of of the attendance. I think you guys who listen to this podcast would be interested to know that, but also um, where we started with the sermon idea, which was very different than where we ended up. And Harrison, I'd like to ask you about where did the creative, once we had the big idea of the sermon, uh, where did the creative creativity ideas come from? Because I, mm-hmm. I didn't see any of them actually played out until I sat in the first service. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is how this coming together out of one sermon idea. Um, that was my first time not having participated fully in the creative planning yeah process so that was really neat to me i think first of all our ask lfc podcast listeners um uh you'll be the first folks that we've talked with uh, about this with um and harrison and i by the way just now talked about it because we just saw each- we've only seen each other for five minutes in 2024 now we just said hello that's where right. we sat down that's right. there were um uh right at three thousand people who worshiped with us uh, at Lake Forest Huntersville on Christmas Eve. Uh, In the family of churches, there were just over 5,000. I I think the number was (laughs) 5,092. That's awesome. Um, That's just fun. That's by far the first time. I I think we had maybe cracked 4,000 in the family of churches last year. Uh, or maybe almost did. So to now go all the way over 5,000 with our four churches, uh, we still love Story Hill Church in Davidson, consider them kindred, uh, and they were uh, around a 1,000. So what's fun, what was, number one, it, it, just the vibrancy here at Lake Forest Huntersville is beautiful to me to see the, the fruitfulness post-pandemic. Uh, we're in this really exciting place. Um, but to see that uh, over a little over a decade ago, Harrison, I looked back and uh, the last year we were just a single church. we were not planning churches yet. We had two thousand ish people right mm. at two thousand on Christmas <clears throat> Eve here at Huntersville. That year, we decided in a vision campaign that God was calling Lake Forest Church to plant one more church at a time. So from that year at two thousand one church and two thousand people to now a decade later, we're four churches and 5,000 people. Mm. And we've actually planted another one, so five of 6,000 people, you know, Story Hill with an asterisk beside them, is really glorious, but also really encouraging to me, Harrison, and should be to all of us, that while we've been giving away people to plant each of these churches, Lake Forest, we've sent out Lake Forest Huntersville people to plant every one of our five churches— um, the, we've continued, the Lord has continued to give back here. We continue to reach one more person. And so our own Christmas Eve attendance has grown by a thousand in that decade. You could say a, a hundred a year, yep. uh, and I'm not counting the COVID years because i refuse refused to.
0: Yeah. Well, to that point, I think we were all really encouraged as well, Mike, because it's, <clears throat> you've noted before on Sunday mornings here on the podcast in numerous ways and times, but the, the church world particularly has just been weird, and it's mm-hmm. rebuilding from from COVID, and um, it's just it's super encouraging to uh, directly, I'll just say this to you guys, the listeners of this podcast, how our church has really taken us up on a couple of things. Number one, um, the importance of starting to come back to church in, in person and worship together and, and what it's like being physically present in a community of believers and worshiping together and what that means and, and that being in all the ways that we can possibly make it happen God's desire for us to really exist in community together yeah. and and you guys have been taking us up on that more and more and more over the past uh year or so um not only that but inviting a whole bunch of your one more persons a whole bunch of people who are uh, you know, disconnected from, from God or from church and bringing them around. So we're just, we're really encouraged and thankful to just see you, the people of Lake Forest, really just, you guys have been the ones re-engaging and, and then you look around on Christmas Eve and there's 3000 people here and we're like, well, you guys are the ones who are wise. So it's, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> That's true. I, I'm a little careful to not trumpet some of our statistics and percentages. Uh, Almost all churches uh, uh, are struggling to uh, return to pre-pandemic uh, attendance levels in person, and so I'm careful around peers and uh, how I talk about it. Uh, let me share with you one more deep deep dive statistic. J- just we do, um, I, we are interested in data around here um, because uh, that every single person matters. Mm -hmm. Um, they, somebody stopped and counted at Pentecost, at feeding of the 5,000, et cetera. And that's why we count because every person matters. And that's why these, uh, this number of worshipers at Christmas Eve is, it, it matter. Every soul matters. Um, so this is, this, this was, uh, Jen Poppin who runs all of our reports and, and, uh, data. And I collaborated on this on Christmas Eve. Um, our thesis has been my thesis has been um, that post pandemic, now that there 's quality online worship, and people were habituated to more often being like, "You know today we're going to for whatever it 's going to work for us to be at home, or we are on the road for sports, but we 're going to catch up we 're going to keep in on pace with our church and watch the worship service, uh, the sermon and the series in particular. So I I think that means that uh, in our giving statistics in terms of numbers of of households who give to Lake Forest and ministry partners who've joined show that we actually are serving a larger number of people today than before the pandemic, although Sunday morning it is not significantly larger than it was at our peak right before the the shutdown. And so the the thesis is, so there's more people who call Lake Forest home— and are staying tracking with their ch- – dude, this is my church. I'm in. It's yeah. not <clears throat> completely passive. Mm-hmm. But are, are any given Sunday are not necessarily all here at once. And so our thesis was that the, the uh, Christmas Eve attendance multiplier uh, of what it is t- um, uh, times or a multiplicative of a normal Sunday morning if that's true, what I just said, then that multiplier should be higher Christmas Eve post-pandemic now than it was pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. So Jen and I collaborated. She ran the average adult, adult and children total attendance on a Sunday every November going back the last 12 years, Harrison. She did this on Christmas Eve while she was serving in and around all the worship services. Because I, I said, this would be a great statistic yeah. to know yeah. by the end of tonight, then we're going to shut down for a week. So um, so she did that and then I, and then can you can you statistically run the multiplier just for Huntersville Lake Forest Huntersville the multiplier times that average normal sunday morning that the christmas eve attendance represented yep. so is it two times the normal in november right mm-hmm. and november's uh, generally a high attendance sunday so um, so all that to say, <laughs> at the very end of the night, when uh, just before our, I went home, and Jen did it in the middle of the final service, when we had the count, and then I I digested this in my office before I went home. Um, our multiplier uh, uh, this Christmas Eve was three point oh three. I'm and I'm that's the I'm I'm telling you that we actually do the real numbers. Yep. Yep. Was three point oh three what the average adult and children total Sunday morning attendance was this November. The highest previous to that was 2.52. I think I'm doing that. And and usually it had been between 2.0 and 2.4 in previous years. So in fact, that multiplier has grown because there's a greater number of people who orient toward this as their church and any given Sunday, may be worshiping online to catch up. But but Christmas Eve is a time when you come in person, generally. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I thought that was great, and, and you saw my wrap-up email. I always send a wrap-up email to elders and staff with some, some content of celebrating whatever has happened at Christmas Eve and, and maybe pointing forward ahead, a little bit ahead. And so there were some things that I celebrated in that email a few days after Christmas. and And then the actionable item, though, however— is that I don't think that three point oh three multiplier of a normal Sunday morning um, is what it should be uh, in post pandemic where there's st- we're still si- we saw people Christmas Eve Harrison um, it might be one of you listening I doubt it there were multiple people Christmas Eve who would tell me or Kimmy, you know what I just it feels so good to be here I just haven't been back there was. Uh, one of you, precious souls, who worships with us every Sunday from Gastonia online. You have connections here, relationship connections, but it's very hard to to make it here all the way from Gastonia, and this person in particular exclaimed to me, I think she was here at the second-to-last service on Sunday, there's nothing like being here in person. Um, and so I, I think we have a responsibility <laughs> to our ministry partners who may... Uh, still be, may have not quite yet fallen back into the healthy habit of in-person regular worship when they're not on vacation, yep. um, to, for us to do what we can as church leaders to, uh, to encourage a bit more engagement in person. And so that'll mean something for different ministry teams.
0: Well, that's, it's been awesome to see that um, unfolding. Mike, I had a similar conversation with a couple who guy from time to time used to play in our band and he's, he saw me and I was like, super happy to see him first of all. And he was like, yeah, he, he made a point to tell me for whatever reason. He's like, yeah, it's good to be here. He's like, man, we haven't been here in two and a half years. I'm like, yeah, you know what, man, you're here and it's good to see you. And and here's aren't you like
1: me? Like as staff, I don't ever want to look at somebody and go, Oh my gosh! I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. That, that could come across <clears throat> wrong or judgy.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. So totally. It,
1: I want them to say
0: it exactly. So I was glad to have them here. Well, um, then, Mike, to, a, a quick question for you. Then, um, and I've talked a little bit over years with um, with Aaron Gibson about this with our with our our friend Pastor Byron from the L. And and they've commented, Mike, about how and we talked about this a couple times on here. But as it relates to Christmas Eve, um, being a lead teaching pastor, according to those guys, in their words, at times can be uh, a job that makes you feel like you're a little bit on an island. the The sermon exists, and it's your responsibility. It lives in your brain. It comes out of your studies, and then. It's delivered for 3,000-ish people. and
1: And Every preacher any size church reports feeling somewhat naked and vulnerable when you preach. Um, It's truth-focused through personality.
0: Yeah. So with that being said, one of the things that Aaron Gibson, our Westlake pastor, has particularly said is why he wanted to be a part of Lake Forest and why he loves to continue to be a part of Lake Forest is that you guys really do have um, a unique structure of uh, support and collaboration as it comes to teaching series and on Christmas Eve you and Aaron really ratchet that up another notch regularly over the past handful of years well, We're here, right? so
1: simpatico and the micro culture the subculture that each of our churches sort of serves you might say the the center uh, uh, of the, the the sweet spot of just who we are as Gen Xers and, and who we serve in suburban Lake Norman. Uh, that yes, we so this year we started planning his daughter had a wedding in late December, and so we started planning our Christmas Eve services uh, sermon in early November, knowing uh, he needed to be done early yep. to focus on the wedding. And the idea we started with, um, I don't remember why, but we started with um, John chapter 1 says, uh, The word became flesh. And dwelt, or made his dwelling among us, and the literal, um, um, and several translations, including Eugene Peterson's in the Message, reflect this. the The literal thing there is is the word became flesh and pitched his tent among us, um, is the way Eugene Peterson translates it. The literal Greek is tabernacled among us. Hmm. And Aaron and I started building a Christmas Eve sermon around ooh. Let's go layered from the whole story, story of God, right? In our year through the Bible, we emphasized every week the whole story of God that the Bible is not a a series of prop random disembodied propositions, it's one story of the love relationship between God and humanity. Um and we've since ever since then wanted to locate any time we teach God's word in the whole story. We're like, what if Christmas Eve, this would be geeky, and will we'll, our seminary professors would be proud of us. Um, what if it's about—we're ta- carrying forward that idea of tabernacle. Uh, and, and we looked up every reference to tabernacle <laughs> in the Old Testament and the New, and we played it out, and in the end, tabernacle itself just wasn't where we felt— uh, the Holy Spirit was leading us to hit the heart of every person. Um, it 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 jazzed us up exegetically, biblically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we realized, wait, 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 wait. What's the purpose of this? Oh, God with us, Emmanuel. A- and when we, when we, when we pulled the th- John's theological statement of the incarnation in John chapter one. And then we went back to Matthew's account, which is phenomenological, that like, what's the real impact in a person's life? <laughs> well, Matthew explains Emmanuel, means mm. in the Hebrew, God with us. And of course, we inc- then you saw, we grabbed Tabernacle. It was Two lines, so I just uh, i don 't need to go further in our sermon preparation because if you were there, then you heard the whole sermon god 's be with plan. I will never think about the incarnation of Christmas again without god 's be with plan coming across my grid in a really good way because God wanted to be with me. And with all my friends uh, and everyone uh, who will have him. So that was the genesis of it. And and Aaron and I hammered that out at Crafty Burger Denver at, uh, I don't know, there's some uh, uh, Japanese restaurant over there. We meet at uh, Fresh Chef over there. We mostly met in Denver. He came over here once uh, to Huntersville. (laughs) Uh, I met him a little more than halfway and uh, and we dialed that up and and so i i i don't know if that's helpful to hear yeah. we started with a sort of a theological bent or or an exegetical bent and then we we found the way oh but here's here's the biblical point of how it connects to every human heart
0: hmm. well and and you know i'm sure <clears throat> at times we like there there are times where i think you guys do a really great job of finding a a little, a little dusty corner like that of God's word, and really cleaning it out and saying, "Like, hey, look how cool this is!" And it yeah. doesn't get talked about a lot. And you know that it, it's neat hearing how that developed because it started. It started in the in the dusty corner, maybe a little bit of this idea, and then you guys <clears throat> stepped back and said, "Well, we, we, this is cool. We want to see the whole room, also." But it, it, and there's room for both. You guys do a great job at times, uh, depending on the day and the and the series of. Finding, finding those little nuggets of stuff that we haven't really thought about a lot and bringing clarity and light to it. But I, I thought where you guys – well, I didn't hear Aaron's. I thought where you landed with Thank yours you. was
1: – Well, we managed to cover the whole story of God, creation, yeah. fall, redemption, and then I just gave a glance toward restoration when it's all made new. Um, and so that was joyful. So Harrison, you, you and the worship team were given, okay, the big idea of the night of the message is going to be God with us, the be with plan. Oh, oh, oh. and Aaron and I got that down to the brass tacks question of what does Jesus want for Christmas? That was when Aaron and I had that question, we're like, got it.
0: Yeah, that was
1: got it. It's simple. It's a one idea Mm -hmm. message. We're just going to walk. It's very, it was as simple a sermon as we've done, although we put a lot, of ra- a lot of facets around it. So now, what did you do? You took that idea, what does Jesus want for Christmas, and you knew that we gave you the answer. <laughs> you didn't have to <laughs> How did you take that, and how did that turn into the little drummer boy yeah. uh, starting the service? Uh, how, how did that happen?
0: Yeah, so we, um, we, we meet uh, weekly. Uh, on Tuesday for two hours with our worship planning team that um, involves you know uh, uh, kind of a, a diverse group of people who are all uniquely <clears throat> gifted and, and talented at thinking towards things like this and um, yeah Mike when you when you when you and Aaron were able to boil it down to that question that was really the. The turnkey for us, because we, when it comes to Easter and Christmas particularly, not to get too into the weeds on all this stuff, but <clears throat> for those two services particularly, knowing, um, knowing how many people are going to trust us to invite, if they're yes. going to invite their person to any service this year, there's a good chance it's going to be a Christmas Eve or an Easter because those are just the... The kind of our high holy days that even culturally it's less weird to just show up at church on. That's right. So
1: that's why Aaron and I started working so far ahead. Almost two months.
0: Exactly. Taking
1: that seriously. Yeah.
0: So we put um, pressure may not be the right word, but it is a little bit because it's self-imposed where we, we all look at each other and we're like, hey, we want this to be the very best of what we bring we want it to be the most not only the best but we want it to be the most lake foresty best we that, want that's it to, right we want it to be the best that fits within <clears throat> what we do and when we feel like we're at our best is when everything in a service kind of aligns towards one idea or question it because it kind of gives the that idea some stickiness so mm-hmm. it's <clears throat> you know so we once we knew where you guys were going it really freed us up to kind of play around with that question okay what is what does jesus want for christmas what do we want for christmas it's a it's a it's a like baseline cultural question what do you want for christmas mm-hmm. which um, you know that led us to to the uh, video with uh, Doug and Gabby walking around Berkdale which was a lot of that fun, was fun. And, I cracked up every time the kid talks about wanting a Porsche, you know. So, it, um, it <laughs> money just, was money was surprisingly, uh, not yeah. surprisingly, common. No, no, but everyone definitely got entertainment out of that. But yeah, so it, it let us play with that a little bit, and then it, it kind of, uh, yeah, we've we've for years known there's this kind of cool version of the drummer boy song that exists. But again, as I just said a minute ago, like just doing something that's cool for the sake of cool. Mm-hmm. over years we, as we 've developed our philosophy of worship services and planning that 's never felt like us to just do something cool for no other reason just to be like we can you know mm-hmm. like we 're not having Santa come in on a zip line from the roof because we have a zip line, and we think it 's cool we 're going to do things with intentionality so that when you leave, you may think about it a little bit differently so yeah the <clears throat> the drummer boy. As a song idea came out of where we knew the day, where the day was going, which is kind of, you know, what, uh, what do we want for Christmas? What does Jesus want for Christmas? And in this song, that little boy kind of is directly answering. As it.
1: soon as the idea, as I saw it up on <laughs> your planning board, I, that that makes perfect sense. What what can I give you? I did mean Harrison to in the sermon give a nod to it, and I forgot to. Uh, that line somehow didn't make it. Just to value, to partly to show our work. Hey, to to, to demonstrate what you just said. Um, I thought it was beautiful. Uh, your son can sing. It was
0: awesome. It was fun, man. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> if it was if it was three point zero three percent instead of two point nine nine, it could just be family members there to watch Zach sing that song five <laughs> times. But um, no, he he loved it. It was a joy. Obviously, you know, a ton of people remarked to me, um, which is, you know, obvious on my face, but just seeing, seeing my joy and happiness and being able to, to do that with him. And, um, you know, the kind of sweetness he brought to that moment, which was a lot of fun. And then, you know, a, a whole group of, Super talented young dudes uh, Really young drummers, On drums yeah. And it was It was just uh, It was a blast That part was a blast Having a Having a A worship choir there Was a blast And you yeah. having an opportunity For a bunch of our uh, uh, Folks who sing In remix mm-hmm. And folks who sing On our worship teams And folks around Who we just know That they sing And they would love to come Hang and be a part of What we're doing for a day Just It the,
1: added more sonically Than I expected
0: Yeah the choir it was just fun it was and fun then,
1: of course the with uh pastors jeff and andrew <laughs> doing the we don't take ourselves too seriously still on the theme of what i want for christmas but just goofing around um uh, again uh part of what's uniquely lake forest we 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 do play out that idea of we don't take ourselves too seriously we want to portray in in the face of all the questions about church today and and mistrust we we that's an important idea to us that we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we take God too seriously. And that kind of 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 dad joking may not be for everyone, but it's a little bit of the personality of Lake Forest Church. If I could just finish by going back to Little Drummer Boy Harrison, mm-hmm. I did see later the, the concert version of a band doing that song that gave <clears> me the <throat> idea. Can you tell me how, and yet that concert version would have felt like what – What you just said earlier, like that's just being cool for being cool. Potentially, if we did it that way, Mm -hmm. how did you select the way that we pulled that off? It was still very impressive. All all of a sudden, all these drummers just wailing on drums. I so wanted to. Why did you not offer me
0: a part on a drum? I know one more drum. That that really would have been the opportunity that 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 for one of those to just hop up there and just just. Really hit yeah, one of those now drums. I'm disappointed
1: thinking about what could have been. <laughs> Why don't you just lead us out here, Harrison? That how good. did you decide on exactly mm-hmm. how we par uh, How you portrayed that song, the down low and then big <laughs> again, drum.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say um, I'd say a couple quick things to that, Mike. Just give an idea of how something like that comes together because we're we're not putting together a you know Bruno Mars concert or anything where we're just trying to blow everybody away with what we're doing production wise but we do <clears throat> we do have some uh some really cool um some some really cool gear and things that we can use in this room that that would be a waste and would be pointless if we did not try and use those things toward their goal which for us it all comes comes back to we want Everything that we are doing in this room from the stage, the stuff that's on the screens, the color you see splashed in the room on a certain song, all of these things we try and filter through this final question of like, is there a way that we can use this to help um, bring people closer to God or to having a, a holy moment type of experience? So everything we're trying to do is building towards that. So primarily, we were putting that question at the bottom, and then and then once we knew that, we knew, um, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna turn this into a crazy, you know, flashing lights, anything insane. We had just done a fun Christmas lights thing during the walk-in where the lights right. are going, and that's cool, and that was what it was. That was awesome as a <clears throat> as a just that's a lot of fun. bring bring some wonder to. It's a family service, so having some fun flashing lights with kids, it's like. The equivalent of driving your car up to the cool house in Cedarfield yes. that has their music Except timed up with better. the lights. Yeah. We
1: drove by the one there's one in Macaulay. I couldn't believe the backup. Frankly, it was kind of lame. <laughs> really, we finally got up there. Yeah. All the people yeah, yeah. drive and you turn on your radio, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Christmas
0: Eve at uh, Lake Forest. Yeah, totally. So we we knew uh yeah, so we knew we didn't want to do, do too crazy, but we do want to uh, we wanted to be dramatic with it and have the lights be able to come up and down a little bit. We wanted to have it be. Uh, we we decided early on we liked the idea, especially coming out of the Christmas lights, which are so you know flashy, flashy, crazy. The idea of even involving Zach really started from like, <clears throat> what can we do that signals to everybody like, hey, we're we're entering into a holy moment now. Like well, this, stripping
1: is, it down to a young child. Uh, the simplicity and purity of a child's voice, plaintively wanting to know what can I give to him was gorgeous.
0: Yeah, and it really just, that was the idea. It set the tone for the day and started to ask the question without us having to get out a big baseball bat and hit you over the head with the question. It was just a, cre- a, a creative, beautiful way to to start the ball rolling on it. So we, yeah, and then from there, you know, we involve our, our sound team and they were working for weeks on figuring out, okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna put the drums out there? How are we gonna mic them? How are we gonna make uh, all the th- all the little questions you have to ask, it was such a team effort with um so many people and pulling off that particular song and the way that we did and the end result of it was just something really unique and special and a memory obviously I will cherish for a long time and I yeah. I'm I'm sure here in the near future as he gets older and starts doing music stuff with remix you'll you'll see you'll see more zach around when he gets older because he he's he's a super talented kid and loves doing what he does oh that's fun fun. well
1: well done harrison to you and your team what a what a couple of nights it was was awesome I, i was exhausted but full of joy uh and i i couldn't stop um, singing the uh, Joy worship song. Mm-hmm. It, it went through my head for a whole week, and in the best of ways. I'm, uh, the, um, just the, the way Aaron and Gnarly led us in that, and, yep. and the, yep. the funky beat. So I'm, I'm thankful. Um, hey, I look forward to a whole year full of creatively worshiping the living God and learning the Word of God together with you in worship, Lake Forest
0: that's right that's right we will see you all here this upcoming sunday if you're listening to this before uh january 7th as we're kicking off a brand new series we've all got questions and we're very excited about what's going to happen over these first couple months you're invited bring back that one more person from christmas eve we will see you here on sundays every sunday in 2024 (laughs)